Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And I'm so excited that we are continuing our conversation on women's empowerment. Now, I know if you were a part of our first three segments or episodes of this powerful series, then I know that you have been excited to unpack creating space for your own voice, recognizing the power and the aroma of your leadership, owning and walking in um, the power that God has given you. And we ended our last segment with having the audacity to show up. And we're continuing this thread of walking in God's power with having Dr. Sharita M. Lovelace with us. And she's going to walk us through that diamond in a rough process. I know some of you have probably had that label put on you, but recognize that there is power in being put through the pressure, through the process, and even in Um, being polished in the dark. And she has a story and a wealth of experience to share with us on this journey of women's empowerment for Women's History Month. But I know you want to know who she is. So let me tell you a little bit about her. I had to, I tried to scale down the accomplishments of this woman of God, but it was hard. So you're going to have to stick with me because I want you to fully understand the commitment, the work, the endurance, and the authenticity of spirit that this woman is going to bring to our conversation. She's an author, speaker, and radio TV personality. She's the founder of SL Ministries and Passion for Worship International 501c3 based in Atlanta, Georgia. Dr. Sharita Lovelace holds a bachelor's degree in criminal justice and a minor degree in dance from San Jose State University. She's earned her master's degree in public administration with a concentration in public policy from Clark Atlanta University. Despite seasons of trauma and setback, Dr. Sharita has been able to reestablish and sustain life through her gifts. God has used her testimony and kingdom mandate to minister to nations. She has been a part of missions work in Israel, in um, Ghana, West Africa, Canada, China, Bahamas, Nigeria, Asia, Hawaii, Jamaica, and more. Dr. Sharita is the present producer and host of the award-nominated radio and television broadcast, The Triumphant Show with Sharita Lovelace, which broadcasts on local, national, and international radio and television platforms. She is a recipient of the 2021 Dope Women in Radio 
from Spin Awards. She is also the founder of his global movement, Manifesting Mana, Gospel Dance and Corporate Creativity Broadcast. She has been featured on TV and radio stations such as WATC, TV 57, Vision TV Canada, and other local cable networks. Her media experience further leads has led to hosting on the red carpet for several gospel award shows, the Stellar Awards, the Rice Awards, Spin Awards, the Praise Factor Awards, and Gospel Choice Music Awards. Dr. Sharita has appeared in several magazine publications, but she is a woman of God on a mission to absolutely shine God's light on others. And so we are excited to have her with us on this journey of empowerment, inspiration, and enlightenment. We welcome you to the flip side, Dr. Sharita Lovelace. (laughs) Well, listen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am truly honored to be on your platform, to be here with you, to talk, to share, um, and just to continue to uplift the body of believers and women and just whatever God has for us. So thank you very much for having me today. I appreciate it. Oh, you know, we uh, we always have um, just it feels like just such a short amount of time and you have such a wealth of experience. If you don't Mm -hmm. mind, I'm just going to jump right in. Yeah, let's do it straight after, (laughs) you know, with so many levels of experience, both in media, in ministry, in leadership, entrepreneurship, authorship. How does your actual leadership business and ministry journal reflect this diamond process? Um, You know, I love that question because I think that everything that I have gone through, for some reason, something's always been in my ear to tell me, what can you grab from this? What can you learn from this? Um, It took some time for me to reach back into some of the hardships or traumas that I've had to figure out what was it that made me still get back up? What was it that made me stand and survive? And I realized that those little nuggets actually build the foundation of where God called us to be in leadership on whatever platform he sends us to spread the gospel. It all is a part of that building block. And so sometimes we kind of push away or we shy from issues or circumstances or past situations. But you know what? I just have learned to count it all joy because when I look back, I'm like, wow, if I didn't understand that traumatic situation, I could not minister to that that woman going through the trauma now. And so I think that everything has played a role in my life. And it just seems like God just has taken me from one season to the next. And every season I've gotten, I've, I've even, it just awes me. I'm like, wait, how am I still here? I, I just gained another muscle in my arm. You know, I just gained another muscle in my thinking. There's wisdom now. It, God has just done something imaginable. And, and I can't take any type of credit for any of it because I come from a mother and a father who know how to pray. They have not always been active in the church as I have growing up. But I think me unknowingly having that type of parental family growing up, again, not knowingly, because there was times, I don't know if they was praying or not. I'm sure they were. But I believe that that's helped uh, sustain me and allow me to grow and build those different um, character traits to be in leadership and to be uh, in media and ministry and so forth um, for my now and my next. You know, you have echoed 
uh, a message that we had with Dr. Um, John Tyus in, back at the end of February. And he said, oftentimes people run from pain, mm. but it's actually when they <clears throat> actually go through the pain and process yeah. it that they begin to walk into passion and then purpose. And for me, as I listen to you, it's really about kind of that perspective shift. Yeah. Some some can get stuck right. by the hard things or run from actually processing it. And therefore, instead of what they think they're running, but they're actually staying stuck to their past. When when I think about that diamond process, yeah. a lot of it happens in the dark. Right. How? Why do you think it's important for preparation to happen in the dark? Oh my God! It's more. It's more than important. You really find out how tough you really are. You really find out how. Uh, if, if you're in the kingdom of God and you're walking to a ministry, how anointed really are you? Can you really stand? God puts us in those dark places because they are testing. We understand that. We hear that over and over. But there comes a time in your life where, if you've gone through a lot and you're in a dark place. There's a time that you say, okay, Lord, enough is enough. I'm going to stay right here in this dark place until you tell me why or tell me what to do or, or whatever. It's a surrendering place. Mm. And what happens is a lot of times we get so concerned about what other people think of us in that dark place. And we forget to say, oh, no, they don't see me now, but God is doing a work in me. And when I come up from the dirt and out, I'm not even going to recognize myself. That's the light that really bursts out of a woman that has gone through building and chipping and hurt and pain. And I've, I have to learn and grow in that. There's been seasons where I've have found myself, and this has been years ago, you know, I've repeated some things that caused me to stay in a place of that traumatic situation. And if we don't address it, and if we don't take the time and say, listen, I don't care what he thinks, she thinks, or they think, I need to fix this because God gave me a glimpse of what my future could look like. And the way I got the glimpse wasn't the fact that I was always in church, which I was, but it was just something about me being I guess chosen by God, it's like you feel different. I've always felt different. I've always felt that I didn't fully fit into everything, but I fit into the pattern of the kingdom. But I didn't understand that until after I got through a lot of the things I went through. And so we get stuck in the dark because we don't realize or we forget that it's really a place of your transformation. And until you can understand what's around you and what God is building in you and strengthening you for your next, it's going to be a repeated cycle um, because it won't be the last time you'll go into a dark place. Listen, we will go into a dark place. God will, will bring us out and we will go right back in, in that next level of glory. And so if we have not learned what happened that first time. We then recycle our pain. And so I've learned in my seasons and in my older, age that, you know, I, I you get tired of recycling pain. I'm not doing this again. No, I know last time because I did not face that situation and figure it out, then that's why I had to go through it again. And so God, he's just amazing. And so I think sometimes we get embarrassed, we get intimidated or we're just afraid of other people to know that we're in that place. So we put on a mask or a front and I just refuse to do that. I refuse oh, to do that. Yeah. You laid yeah. out so many elements. The the first word that went straight to my soul is when you said it's a place of surrender. And I think about how often, um, especially in uh, the social media 
influencer mm. culture we're in right now that yeah. people want to be seen and think that they're missing something when actually if you surrendered to the process that will happen in the dark when you come right. up that mental image that you just right. gave <clears throat> of when i come out i won't even recognize myself come on right <laughs> come on. Like right. surrendering to that process. Yeah. Yes. When I think about that, the, the that struggle, and yeah. I'm curious because you have so um, such a depth of experience in media and um, in radio and television. I often people often ask me, like, how do I show up? as a believer in secular places that don't don't aren't actually designed for me to be there mm-hmm. but God has sent me there on purpose how do i how do you navigate those spaces to stay authentic to who God has told you to be mm-hmm. but you have a job to do on a media platform i get that all the time i'd yeah. love to hear your insight my God. So I, I've always held when, you know, I've been in ministry period for 30 years and media for a little over five years. And in that time, when the Lord brought the media platform to me, I promised the Lord, I said, God, I will not compromise your purpose for me going on this platform. And because of that, I don't look like everybody else. I may not sound like everybody else. I may talk too much about the gospel. I don't know. But I promise God I would not compromise it because I believe that our gift will make room for us. We cannot say that we are the light of the world and go into dark places and dim. We have to stop going there and just saying no, because I want to fit in. I want the fellowship. I want to be in the groups and I want to be asked to be uh, get this award on this carpet. Our assignment is to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we forget that the platforms that God gives us, whether it's a pulpit, a a platform, you know, in the industry or somewhere else is a is a purposed assignment. Mm -hmm. So if you don't understand your purpose and if you don't feel like you are really grounded in who you are, are, which is understanding your identification according to what God says, you're going to continue to waver and not be that steadfast and unmovable person that's called to conquer the souls. And so you you have to know your purpose and who you are and your why. You have to understand that if you're going to speak out the word of God, it's not to be cute. It's not to see how eloquently you can pray. It's not to see how prolific your sermons are. The purpose is to pierce somebody so much that they want to say, who, what God does she serve? Who does she talk to? Because she keeps getting back up or she's so free to stand and she's she's just doing what she knows to do and that serve the Lord. That's the mindset we have to be because what's happening is that we, we understand that the enemy is the prince of the airwaves. So if we go in and we co-mingle with him, there has to be something that makes us look different. And what makes us look different is the light in us. So in other, it, it, you have to believe what God says and you cannot keep thinking that I got to go with what they want or what they say. No, what does God say in his word? So the first thing 
thing, you, you have to believe it. You have to walk in it and act it out and trust God's movement and not our own. Because what happens is we're exalting our name and our platforms, but we're not doing enough exaltation of the scripture. I tell you, I see more, more platform postings than I, than I see reading or giving or transformative word um, in this area of media and social media that the Lord has given us. And so I don't run into trying to exalt that platform. I run into what about this is going to allow me to be an identification of the kingdom of God, because God chose me and he could have chose somebody else, but he chose me. And no man knows the day nor the hour when he's coming back. So why on earth am I going to give my gift away because I want to be like you or follow you. And you're a mere man. You didn't heal me. You didn't save me. You didn't give me sight in my eyes. You didn't do any of that. So when you know who you are and whose you are, you will stay steadfast, unmovable and not compromise walking into those areas. Why? Because God will give a strategy to move strategically in these areas that he's called us to be in that are secular places. We got to stop preaching to the choir. We got to stop singing to the same psalmist. We got to stop rapping to the same rapper. We got to go and reach those that are lost. So we need to be up in those places strategically and allow God to download the strategy and he'll keep us. And I promise at the end of the day, you're going to hear well done thy good and faithful servant. <laughs> Ultimately, that is what it is all about. That's it. You That's just it. laid out an entire roadmap. I hope people Jesus. grab their pencil mm -hmm. before you started talking because it was literally mm -hmm. from A to Z. And I love how you started with identity. Stop yeah. questioning who mm. you are and questioning your assignment because the more you question who you are and your assignment, you get distracted when it's time right. for you to go. He's right. now saying go and you're like, oh, I don't know. Should I do it like this person or this person? He's like, right. no, go submit to me. Go and yeah. I'll give you the strategy in your obedience. Yes. I love That's that. It. I That's love it. that. That's I love it. that. But I, do you find, and as as yeah. I've kind of been in spaces and yeah. I've really been wrestling with two words, strength yeah. and hope. Yeah. Mm. Strength mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and hope in every space I'm in. Mm -hmm. Is there are there any key words in 2023 <clears throat> that have been bubbling up in you that you've mm. really been focusing on? Uh, yeah, I can say this because a couple of weeks ago I, I had the privilege to uh, release a, a message to um, a church uh, for a women's event, and and prior to me going to that, the, the Lord kept telling me. Not as he, not only as he was reminding me, but to remind others, it's personal. We have to make this personal this year about how we want to move in our gifts and abilities. And it cannot be based off of competition, who's here and there. It is based off of knowing that that is the only source. And if we take even the message of the parable of the 10 virgins and we talk about, you know, the five that filled their had their lamps full and the five that didn't, we have got to be the ones that keep our lamps full with, with you know, and I, I won't go into the whole how we keep our lamps full for the sake of the question, but it's a mindset. It's a mind change. So it's personal. It's so personal that I want my mind to be in Christ. It's so personal that whatever assignment or whatever comes up across my timeline or whatever, I want to have the mind of Christ 
to look at it, to see it beyond the natural. Because so many times we are sugarcoating and doing things on a natural mind. But but the word says to, to keep the mind, um, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. And so we want to have the mind of Christ even as we you know, move forward in, in our call. And to me, if I have the mind of Christ, that's my strength. If I have the mind of Christ, that's my hope because, you know, he, he's, he's going to do it all. That's the source. He's the source of strength and hope. And to some people, it might be like, oh, that's just cliches or too gospely. I'm telling you, well, I'm the witness today that that cliche and that too gospely is what I stand on to keep going. And that's that's part of the not compromising that I will not do. Uh, when I have fallen, I got back up. That's the same thing I speak to somebody else. So I come real about it. But at the same time, I say it's personal. We've got to make it personal. It is personal that I want to keep my lamp filled. It is personal that I want to do things that are glorifying God and that exalt him. It is personal that I know that if I don't get into this door, God got another door. So we make it personal to us. And I think that's what I'm relying on this year. That's my strength. And that's my hope is personal. He is such yeah. an intimate God. Like he sees uh, us. Yeah. He's an intimate. He's a big grand God, but at the same time, an intimate God that sees yeah. each one of us. Yes. I love mm. that word yeah. personal. And people yeah. have been blowing up the Jesus. social media. They said, preach truth. Tell mm. it the whole thing. So My our God. social media family, if you have a word for 2023, put it into our comments right now. What is your word? that is mm. moving you forward in purpose, Jesus. empowerment, and in yeah. passion. I want to see those words. Yes, bring those hearts up. Put those words in the chat right now. Yeah. Now, you mentioned the five virgins. So I'm not sure if we're going to go back to them with this, what, with what makes me curious, because you talked about the darkness. Yeah. You talked about recognizing the nuggets along the way. Yeah. And... Yeah. When you understand your identity and stop questioning your assignment, there's an opportunity for you to have the perspective yeah. of, of this is personal and I'm seeking well done. Yes. Mm. And I find that when we have opportunities to be in spaces, yeah. and I'm talking about secular and ministry spaces, sure. yeah. where people are feeling lost mm. and stuck and fearful. Yeah. What are some specific strategies you would use <clears throat> to help people stand firm in their faith, surviving storms and fear? You know, uh, so I believe in what we say that we that, you know, we overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony. Our testimony, one, is so clear um, that it really brings something to people that need to be set free. Um, God will release us, every one of us individually and according to how much he wants to release through us a testimony. That testimony based off of where he has assigned us is going to set people free. What happens is we go into arenas secular arenas, places, streets, places, and God hadn't assigned us there. 
And so you have to know what your assignment is in the street, in the secular, in that place. That's where God is going to anoint you and give you the strategy to set someone free and to give them the faith and the hope. Example, I remember when I had a a mission trip into Africa and I was so worried and concerned because the people that we were around, I think this was my second mission trip, you know, not many spoke English except for the team that we were with. And of course, those that hosted us, et cetera. Uh, But I remember going into the medical clinic and our team, uh, we had to, you know, we prayed, we even danced, uh, ministry and dance. Um, And we we were able to pray and lay hands and bring forth healing and deliverance while the people were waiting in line to receive medical services. And I remember that this was my first time beginning to pray for someone that I recognized that I saw a demonic force. And I'm saying this for a reason. So hold Uh. on with me. So what happens is if God did not assign me to go to Africa to pray for the people, he would not have infused his spirit in me to allow that yoke off of that person to be destroyed. And so Mm -hmm. as a result, um, you know, I was told, you know, I had a coach near me or whatever, another bishop, like, no, go ahead. God's giving it to you. And I begin to pray over them. And something takes over your body. We have got to believe in the spirit of the living God. Something takes over your body. God begins to do a great work. And that's how you know that where you're called to be, because you see transformation takes takes place. So know where you're assigned to, to go and go there and just where God told you, <laughs> nowhere else. This, this <laughs> is absolute gold because again, I think about in everything that is coming at believers and non-believers in this, uh, in this era, of constantly trying to find influencers, trying to be on a particular platform. Mm -hmm. And when you said, make sure that that's the assignment, that's your assignment. Come on. Not the assignment you are chasing (laughs) after because you believe that it's going to give you something that you've been wanting and his plans are greater, more divine Uh, and and would blow your mind if you surrendered in the dark and really got clear on on. how personal this is. I am loving this conversation. This Mm. is powerful. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as as always, we get into the flow and it is amazing how fast we get to our first break. (laughs) But as we get ready for this break, I would love for you to share how people can follow you, support you. Where can they find you? Uh, on Facebook at Dr. Sharita Lovelace, um, also Sharita Lovelace Ministries. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, Sharita Lovelace, and uh, Twitter, same thing, Sharita Lovelace. Um, YouTube is the only different one that's S Lovelace TV. I'm trying to really push um, a lot back over to my YouTube channel. So S Lovelace TV on YouTube, but everything else, either Dr. Sharita Lovelace, Sharita Lovelace, or my ministry page, Sharita Lovelace Ministries. Our passion for worship page is on pause right now um, as God gets me back into uh, preparing to go back out uh, for teaching of the ministry of the worship arts. So, but for now, that would be where to go. (laughs) Uh, And for our radio audience, can you please uh, spell Sharita Lovelace for them? Yes, it's S-H-E-R-I-D as in dog, A, and then Lovelace is love and lace, one word, L-O-V-E-L-A-C-E. Wow. I know if you've been listening 
at any point in this conversation, your soul is feeling uplifted. Mm -hmm. Your chest is a little bit higher and hopefully your gaze is looking a little bit further up. But we're not done yet. When we come back, so I've not shared this with Dr. Sharita yet, um, but I have my own um, place of pain depression and feeling lost. Mm -hmm. And the thing that brought me into a place of healing was dance. And I know you have a story <laughs> of dance. Ooh. And so if you want to understand the role that dance has played in my yes. healing process, but more importantly, how dance and worship has healed not only Dr. Sharita, but has also been mm -hmm. a source for others to find their healing in. Don't miss coming back. We're going to take this short break and we'll be Amen. right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. We've been having a powerful conversation around women's empowerment, continuing our story, our series in, in hopefully providing an opportunity for women to hear other women's stories and how they have created a flip, how they have learned to stand strong in the storm. And as Dr. Sharita shared before we took our first break, recognizing your assignment. So when you are sent in, you are doing what you were called to do, not trying to replicate, imitate, or try to create something 
that you weren't even assigned to do in the first place. And that goes back to being authentically called and ready when God says go. But, but just before we breaked, I shared a little bit about my own story. There was a period in time in which I literally was shackled with toxic stress, depression, physically ill, and found myself just mentally and emotionally and spiritually in a very dark and lost place. And it was a girlfriend who invited me to join um, a dance ministry mm-hmm. and it changed my life. And to this day, if I'm dancing, I don't care who's there. It's just me and my father. Mm-hmm. And there is something that just restores in my soul that strengthens me from the inside out and that I hope I am able to just reflect a small glimmer of God's grace as he gives me the privilege to dance. And I know that Dr. Sharita has Mm. a story around dance and worship, and I'm hoping she's willing to share a little bit about Mm. that. Yeah, um, you know, dan- dance is, is is my passion. It is my passion, and um, I'm a, I'll get in as much as, as much as I can. But I, I used to dance back in California. I wasn't dancing at first in the church. I was dancing for backup dancer for hip hop groups, local groups, um, for some uh, secular um, secular artists, celebrities, and I won't name them or anything. And so I, I just danced. I went where I could and I danced and um, probably places my mom and daddy don't even know about. Um, I danced. Something about dance, you know, I was involved, active all my life in sports and drama and all this kind of stuff, but something about dance captured me. And little did I know that God was just using that tool for me to get closer to him, one, uh, two, to also do what you just talked about, to be my safe place. And then three, to also be part of me understanding the church holistically when it comes to corporate worship, corporate meeting, corporate, the corporateness of the body of believers and how we work together and move as one sermon. And so for me, you know, I I did that and I went through um, a a few seasons um, of different setbacks. I'm I'm a domestic violence survivor uh, more than once um, and just a lot of stuff. I I hung out with a lot of people that were in the streets at the time, you know, um, just just a lot. You know, I grew up in California, so I saw a lot, surrounded by a lot, but something about whatever was going on or wherever I was, God was keeping me all together. He was just mm-hmm. keeping it all together. And so as I slowly began to continue to dance and I, I took dance in school and uh, got a minor degree at San Jose State University in dance, I, I learned technical dance and have been trained in dance. And so when I moved to Georgia to go to graduate school at Clark Atlanta, I started working with the band there um, and doing other things in dance. And I remember one year I was choreographing and you could tell my choreography was looking different. It wasn't looking like the streets or the club or anything. There was something different. I remember somebody coming up to me and they was like, Miss Sharita, what's going on? Your dance doesn't look the same. It's a little bit more mellow and modern. And I remember not too long after that, the Lord had told me, um, I came home from a dance rehearsal because at that time I was going to dance rehearsal at school at the university and I was going to dance rehearsal at the church. And it came a point in time that God said, choose ye this day whom mm. you will serve. Wow. He was letting me know then that the dance will be my vehicle. 
and the teaching mm-hmm. and training, not just the fact that it was saving my life and it was my safe place to go to, but he was transforming my movement so that I could understand where my true love love is, where my love language was, who really had my back. And, and I could be so free and expressive in that and, and use everything that I had been taught. And so when, when I chose finally to go just gospel dance only, my life took off in ministry in a way I did not know or expect or did I ask for. And I began to be able to do awesome things in the ministry of the dance, um, you know, globally, but also locally and did conferences for years, et cetera, and still dance to this day. And God gave me a three-year break because I needed it because I went through some hurt. And so he brought me back up into the dance scene again, only a year ago, right after the pandemic. And so now I'm, I'm moving back into that thing again. And I tell you, you know, sometimes God will give you a gift but it's not always for public use. I need somebody to hear me today. God will have you go through a storm or a trauma and want you to dance in your living room or sing in your living room. That's your freedom. Because when you get before people and you begin to move and you want people to be set free, you're going to have to know what that looks like. And you're going to have to know how to identify the spirit. If it's a spirit that's in the world or if it's a spirit that's in the church. So you know how to set them free or you know how to say, sister, I've been there. You good. Just keep doing what you're doing or whatever. We have got got to stop compromising um, certain things that we do and knowing the time and place for the gifts God has given us when he's called us for that. And so for Mm -hmm. me, dance has been my forever passion. um, And I've been able to, you know, take a team uh, to the nations and and travel and and still do it for myself and still dance and teach freelance and um, a lot more that's coming up this year that I haven't uh, shared yet. But, you know, it, it really has saved my life. And I know everybody has something that they go to to save their life, but I can dance in my living room. I mean, I will be driving and choreographies in my head because that's how close I am to it because it came down to this. Dance is my worship. It is my vehicle into speaking to God. It is my my the mechanism that God says when I'm feeling down and out. When I go into a place of worship, I begin to see dance in my mind. And then I begin to uh, man- let it manifest through my body in, in, in a spiritual way. And so, you know, we can get into the uh, anointing at another time. But you really have to know that your gift is not only just because you enjoy it. But God just, it's how he keeps us. But it's also how he uses us to keep somebody else. Um, because when we leave this world, we want to be empty. So I'm, I'm, I'm just letting God do what he needs to do in this, this area of ministry. Yes. And as you as you stay really focused on why you are doing it in the first place and what what is its purpose, it is it is not just about doing it in order to get to the next platform or the right. next opportunity, but get really solid and grounded in why you are doing it. So when the platform shows up, come on now. You are ready to be used in, intentionally and people will look and say, there is something Come on. about the way she's moving, about the way she's singing, mm-hmm. or about the way she's doing hair, about the yes. way she wrote that Come book, on. about the way she's leading <laughs> that meeting. Right. When you are clear about your, like your why, why are you doing it? Yes. It will shift the outcome and you say, God, all I want to do is do it so that they that I decrease and right. you increase, even if they don't know who you are. Come on now. Oh my goodness. We oh my, oh my goodness. Oh That's my it. goodness. That's they're it. lucky I'm they lucky I'm tied to this chair right now. So <laughs> 
So, and I think about in all of the different levels of experiences you've had, we have uh, in our leadership and coaching um, sessions, we stress that leadership, um, John Maxwell's quote, that leadership is influence, nothing Mm. more, nothing less. And I'm, I'm curious, what would you say to women leaders right now about the importance of their impact in this season? Oh, my God. Our, our importance in this season, ladies, is so key right now. I mean, women have already taken so many strides globally, historically, over the last several decades. We're, we're coming out further with, with gifts and abilities. We're, we're becoming heads of companies and we're, we're CEOs and, and God is doing great and amazing things. And so my, my heart is that we know the fact that we in this process of God, as God leads us, because now that our face is showing even more as a woman, that we remain uh, humble and obedient. Um, to me, that is just the point of saying it's having a spirit of humility. You cannot give what you don't have. So if you are growing in a place of leadership and seeing the amazing things that God is doing through us as women or what he wants to do through you, um, continuing to get those tools, you know, no matter, what, you know, if there's a cost or expense, whatever it takes and staying obedient to that, that, that call, that assignment, you know, it's going to really do us well leading um, because we don't want to just say we can do this or have these labels and these names or we're on this platform or we created this conference or we went to this event or whatever, but we're really not fully giving all that God has for us because we stopped receiving. We we don't, we only have full and we may have gotten a little arrogant or, you know, we may have become disobedient, but, you know, I just realized, again, I go back to that word surrendering. When I feel like I'm in a gifted area and I feel like certain things start to struggle with me, whether it's in leading um, or how we maneuver through the gifts God has given us, we've got to stop okay, God, I surrender this to you. What am I not doing right? Am I going a different direction? Am I taking on too much? Is that not my area, but this is? So this has to be an ongoing feeding. You know, we talk again about the the lamps. We got to keep feeding our lamps so they stay full. We got to feed, God, keep going to the feet of Jesus. God, what you need me to do today? How do I, how do I do it? Let me audit myself, God. What do you think? Lord, what, what's your take on this, Jesus? Um, you know, and God will confirm his word. His word never returns void. But we also have to know who we are tied and connected to because God has also called this to be a season globally that we move in terms of partnerships. And just because you like somebody don't mean that you're to partner with them. Like them and love them, send them a cash app or something, but know who you're connected with because we're talking about destiny. And destiny is a matter of life and death, not who I like and who I don't like. And so we have to know who we're connected with so God can utilize that leader in us, that great opportunity that he has for us out in this world in this day and time. We are necessary. We are needed in every gift. I don't care what level it is at. It's part of the body. It is necessary. It is needed stay obedient, stay in a place of humility, surrender it and watch God develop you in ways you had not even seen because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. Um, But that's what I believe as we go forward, you know, as women. 
You had me at the word humble, humility. I think that it, I, you had me sold at, at, at the very start of it because I think people get confused about humility. It, it means that I've got to be small when it's it's not that. Not and it. you just broke it down so clearly. And another part of what you shared that really echoes a lot of what we've shared on this platform is to make sure that you invest in curating the skills and continuing to grow in whatever the assignment, just because he gave you this assignment at this stage, he doesn't want you to just stay, say, okay, I've got this gifting. I got this now. You've got to be willing to pay for the coaching, pay Come for on. that class, pay for that instruction. Yes, you are going to have to pay in order to get the quality experience and teaching and learning that's going to take you to the next level yes. because we don't have any more time to waste. Come on. We don't oh if God. any if we've heard <laughs> if we've learned anything from the past 3 years is that wasting time My is God dangerous to your legacy. You are sabotaging the opportunity for your message to go as far as God has potentially predestined you for. I am loving this Mm. entire conversation Mm. because I think about how in this season and time, so many people are finding their voices, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And They're reaching for platforms and podcasts and social media to amplify that voice. Mm -hmm. What advice do you offer people who are actually just starting out using media to get their voice out there? I know, and we're going to talk about the triumphant show, but, but you've established something. And I'm curious, what advice would you give them? You know, when I was approached, I was approached to do uh, media initially. And the first thing I did was start asking questions. And I looked at other platforms of areas of people that were in uh, kingdom business. I'll I'll say it that way um, initially. Um, And then I took myself out and I just would watch people talking on the red carpet or watch news anchors or whatever it was. And I took all of that. And I still do. Let me say this today to this day. I still take it to the altar. And I pray on it and I watch and I learn and I grow. Because one thing we do is sometimes we will get overzealous about something and get overexcited. And the family's like, yeah, you're going to do a podcast or yeah, you're going to do this. And it only lasts for a short period of time. If you do not continue to get someone that that can help you um, give you the truth about how you're doing, if you're not in, if you're not interested in, in learning that craft and that gifted area, um, then this may not be for you at certain levels. Now, if you get on, you want to do your lives or YouTube's or whatever, great because everyone, I think we all have a voice print and we should release what God gives us. But you have to know at what level and where your voice print belongs. And that comes with you doing research, 
getting a trusted person that is in there that can speak truth to you and not try to go against you. That can say, no, that was good, sis. No, don't do all that. No, I know you want to be like her, but what about you? You know, I've had people say, I want to be the next this and this and that. And I want to be the next. God may not have that assignment on your life. And so what we do is we set up ourselves to be sabotaged. We didn't sabotage our own destiny that God has for us because we try to want to be like somebody else we already see that's in, you know, in the celebrity field. And so when, when we say your gift will make room for you, your gift that God gave you, that he tailor made, that he molded and fashioned, that he formed before you even came out the womb is tailor made to go to the top. Let me tell you, God will not leave us behind. We just have to put in the work. Don't grow weary in well-doing for in due season. You shall reap if you faint not. And so there's days I'll have a show and it might be only a few people on there. But guess what? Because my purpose is to reach at least one, so be it. May God be glorified. So we have to have that mindset I was talked about. We have to know that we are firmly established in who we are and whose we are. That's that daily talk with the Lord. That's that worship. That's that pray. That's that, no, I know my assignment. Let me stay on this. And when I feel off, I'm going to go call Dr. Jackson, Dr. J. I need some help or pray for me or, you you know, can you check out my show today? I did a new, you know, soundtrack. It don't sound really good, but I'm not sure. I could be overanalyzing. Will you help me? We get trusted sisters to walk us through, not to compete against us. And so those are key characteristics that I look for and that I attach to, which is very minimal people in order to allow myself to keep going without someone taking me away from the vision God gave me. So it doesn't become somebody else's vision. Woo, you brought mm. us full circle all the way back to the beginning and the diamond process. You mm. said, do not be zealous and run out ahead of what God is asking you to do. Take That's your right. time, cultivate the cultivate the craft, the skill, watch others, pick up, don't try and imitate, but right. develop yourself so that when it's time for you to be on a platform, you are actually right. doing it with the skill set that God gave you, yes. that person's already there. Yeah. We already had one of them. We Hello. don't need another one of them. Hello. <laughs> yes. We need you. <laughs> but what you are, and I, I wish we had more time because there's a whole conversation we could have around you had a plan. You thought it was going to be this, this, this. Yeah. And it doesn't look like that. Yeah. Will you stay obedient and faithful right. to the process? Come on. How so many yeah. times we will give up on a thing right. because it doesn't look like, but that might be the thing. The yeah. one person that logged in that day Come is the on. relationship you need for the next step. And because you didn't log in, because yes. it, the audience wasn't big enough, the person, the people you thought would show up didn't show up. Yeah. You sabotage mm -hmm. divine appointments because they don't look like what you thought they Come should look on. like. Come on. Come on. Oh, oh, Come on. Oh my goodness. That, that's the word right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Absolutely. So we're coming up on the last few minutes of our conversation, and I, I want to give time for you to actually talk about your YouTube channel, The Triumphant Show. So yeah. first of all, I'm curious. I'm always curious about names. So why that title? And then tell us about the purpose and passion behind the show. 
So I, I love that you asked about the name because I don't think anyone has ever asked me in any of the interviews I've done. So thank you for that because I'm big on names and the why. And when I was approached about doing um, this, um, I remember talking with the Lord and, uh, you know, and I was asking the Lord, you know, about what what to what to call it, because I know that I've had a lot of as a woman traumatic experiences with, you know, domestic violence and other things in my life that I've had to push out of. The Lord has had me pull out of and I had to pray out of and all the above. And so the word triumph came. And so triumphant just came out of that. And, and then 2 Corinthians 2 and 14, but thanks be unto God who always leads us into triumph because the Lord was reminding me that every time that we go through, this is back to being in that dirt before we're that diamond. If we stay obedient and listen to how he's going to get us out, we're going to come up victory every time. It's a place where victory repeats itself. That's our slogan. And so the men and the women that, that, that come to the show, and I try not to compromise this, are people that have a story because I believe that we can bring people to Christ by showing that they can get through. And so I, I love your CD. I love your song. I, I love your book. I love it all. But what's your story that can bring somebody from that trauma to that triumph? Because we have to tell the world that victory is repetitive. God always gets the last say. It's the last word. And so that's how the name came. And so on Monday's night at 8 p.m., um, I have a show uh, on, well, now it's on YouTube. I used to have it on Facebook and YouTube, but I'm pushing towards my YouTube channel more. And then I'll show clips as we go. Um, normally, um, the show does get sent to other global media platforms, which I'm grateful for um, and, and and open to others that, that are on the way. Um but we just we just have a really good time. Um, and I'm wise enough that I've learned in this season now that there may be some weeks that I, I take a break so I can hear God, because I do not want to be so mechanical in this process on a platform that he gave me that I can miss the mark just because I need to show I got a show. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing when we say that we're called to a place, there might be a season God says rest or sit down or silence. And we have to be obedient to that. Um, it, that voice that God gives us and know that when we come back out, we just, he just keeps us going, you know, yeah. a delay is not a denial of his glory and his blessing. So that's how it came about. And it's been like that ever since. Oh, yeah. and, and you just spoke a word to someone because I want to say, as we close out with our last minute, sis, you are not going to miss what has been divinely appointed for you. Amen. If you stay obedient, focused, humble and be willing to process the pain, pull out the nuggets of what God um, planted in you for you to learn from that experience and to give him glory about, you absolutely can go from tried mm. to treasured. Come on. And I have to tell you, thank you so much for showing mm. up so boldly and authentically, oh, Dr. Sharita. This has oh. been a powerful conversation. Oh, I've enjoyed myself with you, Dr. Jackson. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, yes. indeed. <laughs> And so just before we close out, we got about 30 seconds. Can you give our listeners your social media handles again and make sure to spell it for our uh, radio guests? Yes. Yeah, so uh, uh, Facebook, Dr. Sharita Lovelace, S-H-E-R-I-D-A-L-O-V-E-L-A-C-E. -E -E. That's Facebook, Sharita Lovelace Ministries, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Sharita Lovelace, um, YouTube, S. Lovelace. TV, S-L-O-V-E-L-A-C-E-T-V um, for YouTube. And 
you can find me. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. So I know you have been full. So this is your assignment. Share this episode with someone you know feels like they are being shrouded mm. by the dark. Give them the opportunity to recognize that there's purpose in that darkness and that there is pain on the flip side of their adversity. And we will see you right here again, same time, same place next week on the flip side. Be well. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.